Shalom, this is Rabbi Ben Newman. Today is day 317 of my daily Zohar reading. I'll be reading today part one of the Zohar, page 174a in Aramaic and in English. I'm going to begin by reading just some of the English that I, of what I read yesterday, uh, so we have some context. I'm reading now from page 50 of the Zohar Pritzker edition, volume 3, translated by Professor Daniel Matt. I'm reading from the top of the page, and when I get to where I left off, I'll pick up with Aramaic. Rabbi Elazar and Rabbi Yose were walking on the way. Rabbi Yose said to Rabbi Elazar, Surely, as you have said, Jacob is consummation of the patriarchs, embracing all sides. He called his name Israel, as is written, No longer will your name be called Jacob, but Israel, and he called his name Israel. And that is from Genesis 35.10 Why then does the Blessed Holy One revert to calling him Jacob numerous times? Everyone calls him Jacob, just as before. If so, why no longer your name will be called Jacob? So the question here is, uh, if it says your name will no longer be called Jacob, why is it that later in the text of the Torah uh, he's referred to as Jacob? He replied, well spoken. He opened, saying, Yudevave will go forth like a mighty one, like a warrior. He will stir up his zeal. Isaiah 42.13, this verse has been established, but come and see. Like a mighty one, the verse should read, a mighty one. Similarly, like a warrior, it should read, a warrior. However, as has already been said, Yudevave always conveys compassion, certainly. That's where I left off yesterday. That's where I'm going to pick up today. In the Aramaic, it's where it says, Kuchabrihu, in the English, uh, the Blessed Holy One. Kuchabrihu, Adonai Shemei Ihu, Dichtiv, Ani Adonai Hu Shemi, Vechaminan, Delezimnin Itkre Shemei Elohim, Vehu Dina Becholatav, Ella, Bezimna de As. Giu Sakain Baalma Alonaishme Itkrebishme Derachame Uvezimna de As Giu Chayavin Baalma Elohim Shme Ve Itkre Bishma de Elohim Kach Bezimna de Yaakov La Hava Ben San In O Beala Achra Karele Yisrael Vechad Hava Ben San In O Beala Achra Karele Yaakov Amarle Adain la it Yashva Mila Dirtiv Lo Yikare Veha Anan Karinan lay Umai de Amal de Amart de Had Hava Bain Sanin or Bara Achra Karele Yakov Tahaze Ktiv Vayeshev Yakov Beeretz Megure Aviv Beeretz Kenaan Ha la Hava Beara Achra Amarle Ha bekadmita itmal, kma de kuchabrihu ikre adonai, lezimnin ikre elohim. Hachinami, lezimnin ikre Yisrael, lezimnin ikre Yaakov, vechola bedargin yedian, uma de itmal lo ikare shimcha od Yaakov, le it yashva bishmada. Umal lay. Ihachi Haktiv Velo Yikare od et Shimcha 
אברהם, והיה שמך אברהם, אמר להתם כתיב והיה, ועלדה קיימה באהו שמה, אבל הכה לה כתיב והיה, אלא כי אם ישראל יהיה שמך, ולה כתיב והיה שמך ישראל, ואפילו בזימנה חדה סגילי, כל שכן דלזימנין כך ולזימנין כך. ומדי יתעטרו בנוי בכוחני ולוואי ויסתלקו בדרגין אילאין כדין יתעטר בשמה דעת הדיר. Yet, we see that sometimes he is called Elohim, which always conveys judgment. Really, when righteous abound in the world, his name is Yudevave, called by the name of compassion. When wicked abound in the world, his name is Elohim, called by the name Elohim. Similarly, when Jacob was not in the midst of enemies or in a foreign land, he was called Israel. When he was among enemies or in a foreign land, he was called Jacob. Very interesting, comparing Jacob's different names to God's different names. And in different circumstances, God is called different things. In different circumstances, Jacob is called different things. He said, The wording is still unsettling, for it is written, No longer will your name be called. Yet we do call him so. And as for what you said, when he was among enemies or in a foreign land, he was called Jacob. Come and see what is written. Jacob dwelled in the land of his father's sojournings, in the land of Canaan. Genesis 37.1 Look, he wasn't in a foreign land. He replied, As I've already said, just as the Blessed Holy One is called Yudhevave, yet is sometimes called Elohim, so too he is sometimes called Israel and sometimes Jacob, all on well-known rungs. And as for what is said, no longer will your name be called Jacob, settling into this name. He said, If so, look at what is written, no longer will your name be called Avram, your name will be called Abraham. Genesis 17.5 He replied, There it is written, Vehaya will be, so he abided in that name, whereas here is not written Vehaya, but rather, but Israel Yeh will be your name, not Vehaya. Even once would have sufficed, all the more so, sometimes this, sometimes that. Once his sons were adorned with priests and Levites and ascended supernal rungs, he was crowned with this name permanently. So it's using the future tense, so it means actually your name will not at some point be called Jacob anymore, but not yet, until you're crowned with the name. Interesting interpretation. Footnote 362. The Blessed Holy One is named Yudhevave. Blessed Holy One often signifies Tiferet, also known by the name Yudhevave. It's interesting also that that is um, Jacob's Sphira, is uh, Tiferet. So that makes sense that he's being compared to that. Footnote 363, when righteous abound, when wicked abound, human behavior arouses the compassionate or judgmental qualities of God and determines which divine name will apply. However, even when wickedness arouses divine judgment, God is still inherently compassionate. He's only acting like a mighty one, like a warrior. Footnote 364, sometimes called Israel, Jacob, all on well-known rungs. The patriarch is called by different names, <clears throat> corresponding to two different spherotic rungs. The name Israel corresponds to Tiferet Israel, beauty of Israel. The name Yaakov, Jacob, alludes to Shekhinah, perhaps because she is the Akev, heel, i.e. the end of the flow of emanation. When Jacob settled in Canaan, the land was still inhabited by enemies. Thus his new name, Israel, was inappropriate. I like that <clears throat> Jacob is 
the embodiment of, of Tiferet, but also at times the embodiment of Shekhinah. So he has the masculine and the feminine within him. Very interesting. Footnote 365, settling into his name, your name will no longer be solely Jacob. Footnote 366, no longer will your name be called Abram. Following this announcement, the first patriarch is never again called by his old name, Abram. On the difference between Abraham and Jacob in this regard, see Bereshit Rabbah 46h, Jerusalem Talmud Brachot 163d, Babylonian Talmud Brachot 13a. Footnote 367, here is not written Vehaya, rather Yehiyah will be. With Abraham, the, per the perfect form of the verb Vehaya will be implies the, the permanence of his new name. With Jacob, the imperfect form Yehiyah, though still meaning will be, implies a less permanent identity. From then on, he is sometimes called Jacob, sometimes Israel. Footnote 368, once his sons were adorned, after Jacob's descendants became a nation that was modeled on the divine qualities such as chesed, symbolized by priests, gevurah, symbolized by Levites, they were known permanently as B'nai Yisrael, literally children of Israel. Adehavu Azle, Amar Rabbi Yosei Rabbi Elazar, Ha'itmar Dechad Mitat Rachel, Natla Beit Aman De Itzrich, Le'ittakna Betreisar Shivtin Kidekayaut, Amai Mitat Rachel Miyad, אמר לה, למהווה שכינתה מתעתרה כדקייאות, ולמהווה אם הבנים, ובשריה לנטלה ביתה, ולעתקנה, ועלדה בנימין, תדיר הוא במערב, ולה בסטרה אחרא. ובשריה להתתקנה בתריסה שבטין, ובשריה מלכותה דרכיה לאשתמודעה בערה. ורזדה, בכל שירותא דאתיה לאשתמודעה בקשיו יהו, ועלדה אית בה דינא דמותה ומטמן אית ישבת. הכה כד באה לאיתתקנה ולנטלה ביתה, אית אביד דינא ברחל ובתר איתתקנת לאית ישבה. כד באה לאישת מודעה מלכותה בערה שריה בדינה, ולה התיישבת מלכותה בדוכתה כדקייאות עד דאיתר דינה בשאול לפום עובדוי ולבטר התיישבת מלכותה ואיתתקנת. While they were walking, <coughs> Rabbi Yossi said to Rabbi Elazar, It has already been said that when Rachel died, the house was possessed by one who needed to be fittingly arrayed in twelve tribes. Why did Rachel die immediately? He replied, So that Shekhinah would be crowned properly, becoming mother of children. Psalms 113.9 Through him she began to possess the house, to be arrayed. So Benjamin always inhabits the West, no other direction. Through him... She began to be arrayed in twelve tribes. Through him, kingdom of heaven began to manifest on earth. This mystery, any beginning about to manifest, is strained, so it entails a sentence of death, thereby settling. Here, as she was about to be arrayed to possess the house, judgment was executed upon Rachel. Then she settled, arrayed. When, Jacob, when kingdom was about to manifest on earth, it, became, it began in judgment, and did not settle fittingly in its sight until judgment aroused 
against Saul according to his deeds. Then kingdom settled, arrayed. So interesting, we're back to this idea that Rachel had to die uh, for Shekhinah to be fully embodied and crowned in the world. Uh, we had an alternative interpretation of Rachel's death uh, a little bit earlier in, in the last Parsha, and the reason was for the way she treated Levan. But now we're back to the idea that she is um, has to die because uh, Shekhinah needs to be fully manifest in the world. Footnote 369, when Rachel died, Rachel died while giving birth to Benjamin, Jacob's twelfth son. At this point, Shekhinah was fittingly arrayed by the twelve future tribes, so she replaced Rachel as mistress of Jacob's household. On Shekhinah's Jacob's wife, see Zohar part 121b, 133a, 138b, 236b, part 3, 187b. Footnote 370, why did Rachel die immediately, as soon as Benjamin was born, rather than when he matured? Footnote 371, through him she began to possess the house. Through the birth of Benjamin, Shekhinah was fully arrayed and could now manifest as mother of children, mistress of the house in Malchut. According to Rabbi Abahu, Babylonian Talmud, Baba Batra, 25a, Shekhinah is in the west. Benjamin's connection with her is indicated by the fact that his tribe camped to the west of the wilderness tabernacle. Footnote 372, as she was about to be arrayed, judgment was executed. Since Shekhinah derives from Dean, judgment, as she begins to manifest, judgment is executed. Here, her manifestation entailed a sentence of death against Rachel. So maybe both uh, interpretations are part of this. That It's the judgment against how she treated Levan, um, and then it's also uh, how Shekhinah becomes fully arrayed. Footnote 373, when kingdom was about to manifest on earth, similarly when Malchut kingdom was initiated in Israel, it could not become firmly established until Saul, descended from Benjamin, was killed, 1 Samuel 31, and David was enthroned. Even so, Saul's death transpired, quote, according to his deeds, unquote, as punishment for his various sins, including killing the inhabitants of the priestly city of Nob and failing to kill Agag, king of Amalek. Tachaze Kol Sheruta Takif Ulavata Naicha Berosha Shana Sheruta Takif, the whole Alma it dan Kol Had Vahad, Kafum Ovadoi, Ulavata Naicha, the Slicha, the Hippure, begin the Sheruta Ihu Nismola, the Alda Dinoi Takif, Ulavata it Al Yamina, the Alda Naicha. Ulezimna de ate zamin kuchabrihu it ara benaicha al sha'al amin ulevata yit takaf alaihu bedina kashia dirti varanai kagibor yet se ke ish milchamot ya ir kina vagomer aranai bekadmita de ihu rachame ulevata kagibor vela gibor. Ulevata kagibor vela gibor. Ulevata kaish kaish milchama vela ish milchama. Sorry, ish milchamot. Sorry, ulevata kaish milchamot vela ish milchamot. Levata yit golei tukfa alaihu ve yit takaf le shitza alon dirtiv yaria af yatzriach 
al oivav itkabal kti uchtiv vayatsa adonai venilcham bagoim ahem kayom halachamo beyom krav uchtiv mi zeba meedom chamutz begadim mi batra vagomer. Come and see every beginning is harsh. There's an expression in modern Hebrew, kol ha-chalot kashot, all beginnings are hard. It's a little bit different, but interesting. Um, every beginning is harsh, later gentleness. On Rosh Hashanah, a harsh beginning, because the entire world is judged, each and every one according to his deeds. Later, gentleness, forgiveness, atonement. This is an interesting interpretation, given the high holidays are coming up, that uh, Rosh Hashanah is the time for harsh judgment. So really the day of judgment, and then Yom Kippur is a day of forgiveness. It's really a much more compassionate day. It sometimes seems the opposite, because we fast on Yom Kippur, but it's actually, I think, seen as a less judgmental holiday, maybe more joyous in some ways. For beginning issues from the left, so its judgments are harsh, Later, right arouses, so gentleness. It's back to Rashid Chochmah Yerat Adonai. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. Fear is from the left side, and that's first. That's the beginning. So for beginning issues from the left, so its judgments are harsh. Later, right arouses, so gentleness. In time to come, the Blessed Holy One intends to arouse gently against the other nations. Later, he will attack with harsh judgment. As is written, Yerevave will go forth like a mighty one, like a warrior. He will stir up his zeal. Isaiah 42.13, at first yud vav compassion, then like a mighty one, not a mighty one, then like a warrior, not a warrior, then potency will manifest against them, empowered to destroy them, as is written, he will shout, yes, roar, overpowering his enemies. And it is written, then yud vav will go forth and battle those nations, as when he battles on a day of war, Zechariah 14.3, and similarly, who is this coming from Edom? In crimsoned garments from Bozra, Isaiah 63.1. Footnote 374, every beginning is harsh. Too, all beginnings are difficult. See, that's the same reference that I made. Uh, Cross-reference Zohar, part 2, 187a. Footnote 375, later gentleness, forgiveness, atonement. By the end of Yom Kippur, the conclusion of the Ten Days of Repentance. Footnote 376, from the left, later right arouses. From Dean, judgment, later chesed, loving kindness arouses. Vahi betzet nafsha ki meta vatikra shemo benoni vaaviv karalo binyamin. Rabbi Yehuda Patach, Tov Adonai Lamaoz Beyom Tsara Veyodea Josebo, Zakaa Hulake Devarnash de It Takaf Be Pekuchabrihu, Begin de Tukfa de Kuchabrihu Ihu Tukfa, Veukmua, Tov Adonai, Kema de Adamer, Tov Adonai Lakol, Lamaoz dahu tukva de it be Yeshuot dirtiv, umaoz Yeshuot meshicho hu. As her soul was departing, we're talking about now about Rachel, as her soul was departing, for she was dying, she named him, in other words, this youngest son, and she named him Ben Oni. 
son of my pain, when his father called him, but his father called him Binyamin, son of the right. Genesis 35.18 Rabbi Yehuda opened, Yudevave is good, a stronghold in a day of trouble. He cares for those who seek refuge in him. Nahum 1.7 Happy is the share of the human being who is strengthened by the Blessed Holy One, for the strength of the Blessed Holy One is potent. They have established Yudevave is good, as is said, Yudevave is good to all. Psalms 145.9 A stronghold, strength of salvation, as is written, he is a stronghold of salvation for his anointed. In a day of trouble, in a day when other nations trouble Israel. Footnote 378, Benoni, Benyamin. Benoni means son of my sorrow, suffering, trouble, or vigor. While Benyamin means, Benjamin means son of the right hand or son of the south. Footnote 379. Actually, not 379. Uh, that's it for today's reading. So, uh... I'm going to hear more maybe about the derivation of the name Binyamin and how that works. Um, hope everybody's finding meaning in their studies. Catch you tomorrow. Take care.